Alright guys, before we get started today, a big thank you to our partner Microsoft Surface, celebrating 10 years of partnership with the NFL. As the official laptop, tablet, and sideline technology provider for the LA Chargers, Microsoft Surface provides players and coaches with the tools to succeed both on and off the field every day. Learn more about Surface at Surface.com. And welcome into the final drive as the Chargers lose a heartbreaker to the Chiefs 30-27 on Sunday Night Football. As always, joined by Haley Elwood and Eric Smith. And guys, the, the script was very similar to last week in that the Chargers, they had a lead in the fourth quarter, but uh, the ending, much more heartbreak when you lose to the Chiefs and you lose to the Chiefs in that fashion. Travis Kelsey, three touchdowns, including the game winner. Um, let's just go around the horn to start. Uh, get your overall thoughts. Haley. I'm going to quote Derwin James in the locker room after the game where he said, close isn't good enough in this league. And that's what we saw last night. You know, unfortunately, these teams play each other super tight. It always comes down. It got weird. As we always say, there were traded fumbles that, that just got very strange. Um, but per, as per usual, the Chiefs get the ball back with 146 left in the game, score a touchdown, take the lead, and that's essentially it. And how many times have we seen this story before, not just with the Chargers, but around the league that give, you know, how many jokes can you make about Mahomes, you know, having enough time, too much time on the clock for Patrick Mahomes. It's just what it is. And so, you know, Brandon Staley had said, you should be frustrated. We lost to a good team and had the lead. And that's true. And you have these, again, it's sort of a tale of two halves to me and, and sort of, and we can talk about this in a bit, but I think some of the tenor kind of changed almost at the end of that first half too, when they were at what the two I want to say they were they were very very close uh, to the end zone, but opted to kick the field goal there, which I get it. You know, there's 17 seconds in the half at that point, but you know, do you attempt to go for it? We actually saw that uh, not work out Thursday night game of, of last year when these two teams played. But I don't know, man. It's it's frustrating. It's tough. These this is the team you have to beat. You know, this is why you invested all that money in your defense. This is why every AFC West team loaded up this year besides the Chiefs to contend with this yeah. team. And um, it's tough because they have a three-game lead in division now, and I would say essentially a four-game lead because they owe the tiebreaker over the Chargers. So it's hard, and there are no moral victories in this league. And um, – they played well for a lot of this game, but when it came down to to the very end, it, again, as Derwin said, close just isn't good enough, and you've got to re-rack and, and sort of maybe right the ship, but you're back at 500 after two tough losses, and uh, I don't know. That's all I got right now, Eric. Take it away. <laughs> yeah. Go for it, Eric. Yeah. Frustrated. Um, you know, so I, I'm, I'm new here. I, I'm still a little bit new here, right? So, like, for, for you guys, you guys know that, the Chiefs Chargers rivalry really well. And so this is my first year in it. I've seen it from afar. But man, I was frustrated after the game last night. And we were kind of talking a little bit. Um, you guys were kind of saying, like Haley just put it, like that's just sort of how it's gone. Against, not, not even for the Chargers, against most, most teams, against the Chiefs. Yep. Um, you almost got to play a perfect game to, to beat the Chiefs. Uh, the Chargers did not do that. Um, 
they, they were they were a bright spot for sure. You know, for most of the game, but in the end, you lost, and I think that's what what stings the most because. You know, after the game, you know, Brandon Staley said, you know, he's like, once again, it was similar to what he said against San Francisco, right? He likes the fight and the effort, you know, and, and the grit of this team, and they, they, they find a way to hang in there. You know, they're, they're in it late. But we're getting into the part of the season where, where those efforts need to kind of turn into wins because now you're 5-5 five and five and it, you got seven games left, and you are not only out of the playoff picture, you are – behind in the playoff picture based on what happened yesterday. Um, yeah, I was just frustrated. Um, mostly because, like, it, it's like the Chiefs are that, like, team. I think we can agree that, like, the Chargers are trying to, to beat and trying to attain, like, their status in, in the league and in the, in the certainly in the, in the AFC West. I mean, the Chiefs are going to win a seventh straight division title again. Um, and it's just frustrating because, Two games now against the Chiefs, losses by three points. The Chargers are right there. It's not. It's not like I wrote it last night. Like it's not like the Chargers can't hang with them. They just can't beat them. And I think that is just the, fr- the most frustrating part. Yeah, you know, a rivalry. You know, both teams have to win. And, and right now, it's been so one-sided. Since Patrick Mahomes have co- has come to town, guys, it takes like a Herculean effort for the Chargers to win a game. I'm, I, I go back to 2018 Thursday Night Football with uh, really, I call it the Mike Williams game, right? With the two-point conversion. And then last year, I mean, they barely got at Arrowhead with a win, and they had the turnover battle sewed up, and really it was was 4 nothing. I think they had four takeaways in that game, didn't turn the ball over, and it still took every single second to beat this team. Mahomes and Herbert have played five games head-to-head in their early careers. Every game has been decided by a possession, um, but the Chargers are 1-4 in in those games. And, Haley, you said it. You you load up. The entire division loads up to beat the Chiefs, and here we are, you know, right now, right before Thanksgiving, 8-2, and and looks like they're going to capture yet another AFC West title. And it just brings a new conversation to the Chargers now. Now you're, you're looking at that wild card, and Eric mentioned it. Um, things didn't go well for the Chargers in that category yesterday. You currently sit ninth in the AFC. Uh, the Jets and the Patriots are six and four. The pa- uh, the Bengals, rather, without Jamar Chase, still rolling. They didn't have Joe Mixon. So Isaiah P. Ryan had three touchdowns in that game. So you go to Arizona, who is playing on Monday night against the 49ers. Looks like Colt McCoy is going to start that game. Um, We'll probably have more information as to what that quarterback situation will look like uh, next Sunday. Um, but now you're fighting for a wild card spot, and it, it was good to see Keenan back. You know, Mike goes out after that beautiful catch on the sideline in the first quarter. Um, so you saw, I think, guys, what the, the offense is capable of um, getting Mike back and getting Keenan back in that first quarter. And then, you know, Keenan had that fumble in the fourth quarter, but – Kind of made up for it with that with that forty eight yard catch at the end of the game towards the end of the game, um, so that's kind of where we are, Haley. Like it, you see what the offense can be, mm-hmm. yet the defense uh, they've really been not great in the second half of games these these last two primetime games, and you know that that last drive was the perfect illustration of that. Yeah, I mean, it it absolutely was because, again, 
I think Andy Reid said a minute 46, it's like an eternity. He's like, we've gotten it done with 13 seconds before, which is crazy, but true. I mean, that's just like, again, how it freaking goes against that team. You you do have to play essentially a perfect game. You have to contain. And the craziest part of it, too, is we go into this game, right, talking about, oh, the Chargers are getting Mike and Keenan back, and the Chiefs are down their two up top two targets. But I'd make the argument, no, it's always Travis Kelsey. It's always been Travis Kelsey. Even when the Tyreek conversation happened in the offseason, oh, what are the Chiefs going to be without Tyreek Hill? Well, number 87 is still there. I mean, he had a game against the Raiders. What was it? Four touchdowns for 25 yards total. The guy just, they, they find a way. They, he and Mahomes have this insane connection where they just find a way. Very much, it reminds me so much of when Rogers, Aaron Rodgers had Devontae Adams in Green Bay. Didn't matter. You could cover the guy. He still finds a way. And so I think when you look at um, the story of this Chargers defense, though, third and long really crushed this team last night. And I think it was... Um, hang on, let me pull it up right here. I think Kansas City converted four of five third downs with seven or more yards to gain. I mean, that's really yeah. tough because you're doing all you can to put them in, you know, obvious passing situations, backing them up, doing what you can, but yet they still freaking get it done. And it's really, really tough because what can you do, you know, at that point? And you just have to contain, you have to contain them there. And it's just hard. I mean, it's it's frustrating. We were all in the locker room last night. Frustration bled through from player to player, every guy that we talked to. Um, the offense, certainly, I mean, it, it goes when touching on what you said, Chris, in terms of having Keenan back. I mean, obviously, he's a huge difference maker. And it was great to see him out there. And he looked, you know, pretty good. I mean, I, I actually thought coming into this game, you heard, oh, Mike's full go. Keenan's on the pitch count, which I think he still was. But Keenan certainly looked like the Keenan Allen we know and, and we've seen in recent years. But it's just hard. I mean, again, third and longs killed this team defensively. And um, when it comes to just playing someone like Patrick Mahomes, the guy's a gamer and he's always going to find a way. And I think that's why... If, as you look at the NFL picture right now, he's likely the MVP candidate at this point just because he is finding ways to get it done. And um, to be the best, you have to beat the best. You just do, and you have to find ways. And it's weird. It's weird. You know, we talked about this last week that this series is wrapped up. You know, they're done with the yeah. Chiefs in week 11, which is really, really strange as compared to how it's played out the last few years. But you have this kind of two-game stretch, which is winnable, but then you have another two-game stretch, which is really tough because you're playing AFC uh, playoff caliber teams at that point after that. And I know we'll touch on all that, but it's hard. I mean, defensively, though, when you look at the team, yeah, they're down Joey. And they've had some attrition on the defensive line, but the secondary is largely healthy. Your linebackers are largely healthy. Kenneth Murray obviously goes out. So you just have to... You have to find a way, and, and it just it was such a good game plan up until up until the very very end, which is obviously when it matters most. Yeah, up until right, and you know what happens in the game dictates what we talk about here. We we'd love to talk about Joshua Palmer going six for one hundred eight and, and two touchdowns, and Keenan redeeming himself with that big catch, uh, and the Chargers winning the game. But really, the the third downs, and there was a specific third down. Haley, that really crushed this team, I, I believe. It was that third and 17 that eventually led to Travis Kelsey's second touchdown of the game. You know, third and 17, you got to get this team off the field. Mm -hmm. And, 
you know, you mentioned all the, the, the wideouts and all the weapons that were out, yet it didn't matter with Travis Kelsey. Eric, how about Pacheco? And, and this has just been a, a problem for the Chargers all year long, stopping the run. I think there was a point at the beginning of the second half where they gave it to him like four or five straight times. Ended up with 15 carries, 107 yards, 7.1 a pop. As a team, Kansas City rushed the ball 27 times, 163 yards, 6 yards a carry. And this is with Patrick Mahomes, right? So you take Mahomes' carries out of it, 23 carries. That's a lot of carries for, for an explosive offense led by Patrick Mahomes because they were exploiting the Chargers' weakness. And I know a, a lot of defensive linemen are out, yet teams are going to key in on this uh, until the Chargers can, can prove that they can stop the run. No doubt. No doubt. And, and the way you ended it there is perfect because until the Chargers prove they can, then – Teams are just going to run it. We saw that in that drive last night. The Chiefs ran it eight plays in a row. And it was it was kind of a joke. You know, I was talking to people around me in the press box last night. You know, it's like, hey, the Chiefs are running the ball almost at will here. But, but will they run the ball because they have Mahomes, right? It's like the game plan is so obvious for them because they're down a couple uh, wide receivers. You know, they have, they have Kelsey, but they're down, you know, most of their top targets. And they're running the ball effectively. If they can run the ball and keep doing what they're doing, it's going to work. And it, the, the drive ended with a field goal, right? Ironically enough, they got stopped on a third and one run. But the the formula was right there for the Chiefs. Just keep running it. Um, you know, and I know the Chargers, you know, defensive line is banged up, like like Chris said. But it's got to be like stopping the run is an eleven man job. Um, and we just haven't seen that consistently enough this year. And to me, I could tell early in the game, I think Pacheco's first carry went for like 19 yards, I think. Like he just got out there and went to the left and just picked up 20 yards in a blink of an eye. And it's like, okay, this is going to be tough. Um, yeah, the defense is um, frustrating for sure, to, I guess, to keep using that word over and over, you know, because. In the offseason, they poured so many resources and, you know, players and money and everything into this defense to make it be able to compete in a game like that. And Drew Tranquil, he said it the best after the game. He said, if we want to be a great defense, we have to get off the field at the end of the game. And and they didn't, you know. And I think we've seen, you know, through 10 games now, the Chargers do not have a great defense. But – they got to have a, an okay defense. They got to be somewhat competent, and there's just moments every game that just it just doesn't happen. Like I thought that third and seventeen was was probably the play of the game, even more so than than the final five minutes. Like, sure, really was like Derwin sacks Kelsey on first down, incomplete, and then you just can't give it. Like you can't give it up. You just can't. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought that was a backbreaker, and that. When they when the Chiefs converted that, I thought, man, I, I don't know what like the win percentage was. You know, they had that graph, right? Win percentage before and after the play. To me, that's like a twenty five percent swing. I, I don't know what it was, but to me, that is just an enormous play and an enormous breakdown that you just can't can't have happen. Yeah, we tend to focus on what happens at the end of the game as being like the plays of the game, but I really think that third and seventeen was uh, was a backbreaker for the Chargers. Um, let's this is get into that last drive by the Chiefs. Six plays, seventy-five yards, a minute and fifteen seconds. Um, you know, 
I think this Chargers team is going to have to learn how to play 60 minutes and buckle down. When you have a lead against the Kansas City Chiefs and you're playing to really pivot your season in a positive direction at 6-4, and four, um, you got to get a stop. You got to get a stop. I know there was a holding call on Derwin and then, you know, Kelsey. Listen, Kelsey does what he does, man. Like, Derwin did a really good job on him for the most part. Um, but uh, that that play was clearly designed to, to get Derwin away from Kelsey. And that's why Andy Reid is perhaps one of the best play callers of all time. But I just look at that, that final drive, Haley. Six for 75. A minute 15. It's almost like the Chiefs knew they've been in that position so many times before. They knew that they were going to convert that. They had been in that exact same position last year on Thursday night in overtime, where if you read uh, Peter King's interview with Travis Kelsey today, Kelsey said it was the exact same play they ran to win and, and beat the Chargers. So they ran the exact same play essentially with a different guy in motion. Um, I will credit Travis Kelsey because I thought he was so gracious with complimenting Derwin after the game and just those two, man, it is, it is such a treat to see them. And, and he's like, he locked me down all game up until the very, very end where he was able, I, I think, what did we learn? That was the first time Kelsey scored with Derwin in coverage on him and in all the times that they've played together. I think that was what was said after the game. But um, the other thing with that final drive this is the difference when you play a team like Kansas City versus beating teams like Cleveland or Houston or some of those other teams that, that yeah. the Chargers have beat this season. Atlanta. When it comes down to that. Atlanta, when it comes down to that final drive, this is the difference here, unfortunately, where you look at the level of competition that you're playing against and the slightly better teams have the upper hand at the end of the day and they will find a way. And it's not really to discredit any of the wins that this team has. I mean, they are five and five and, and they've battled through a ton and a ton of attrition, a ton of injuries to get to this point. But at the same time, when you look at the bigger picture and you see the teams that the Chargers have beat this year and the ways that they have beat them and how some of these games have come down to that final drive, this is the difference. It's just plain up against a really, really good opponent. And like I said, if you want to be the best, you have to beat these teams. And they have a few coming up still on this schedule that, that are going to be tough, that are must-win games if you want to contend in the AFC. Yeah, and we may as well get into them. I mean, I, th I think we've, we've covered this game, and I know it's frustrating for Chargers fans to, to see yet another loss, another close loss to this Kansas City Chiefs team. Um, the formula to beat them is still TBD. Right, it, it really is. It, until, until the Chargers can prove that they can they can beat this Patrick Mahomes led team, uh, and do it in a way where it, it's on their terms, um, they're going to have to wait another year unless they meet in the playoffs, which is a very real possibility. Uh, let's let's just get to the back half of the schedule, guys. Um, we'll we'll dive into the Cardinals, but let me just kind of read the rest of the slate. Uh, you're you're on the road the next two weeks at Arizona. At Las Vegas, who got an overtime win um, led by Devontae Adams in Denver. Uh, then you come home for uh, a pair of what looks to be playoff teams for sure, the Dolphins and the Titans. You go on the road day after Christmas, Monday Night Football, against the Colts, who have obviously been re-energized a little bit, playing decent football. Um, and then home for the Rams, who are struggling, 3-7. and seven. And then Week 18 
in Denver, and who knows what that looks like for the Denver Broncos, who sit at three and seven. So, taking it one game at a time now. Arizona, I, I think a lot of people would argue that they've been pretty disappointing this year after being a playoff team last year. Um, as we tape this, you know, they're set to play Monday Night Football in Mexico City. But uh, this is a game where the Chargers absolutely have to win. It, it, I don't know if it's going to be Kyler Murray or Colt McCoy, but Eric, uh, needless to say, it, you better beat the Cardinals next next Sunday if you if you want to shout it at the postseason. Must win. Must win game. And I, I was kind of waiting for you to see if you were going to say it or not, but must win game. You you cannot drop to five and six. Um, just can't can't do it. Especially, I think, given the way the last two games have gone, where you fought hard and have been right there, you you cannot have a letdown Sunday in Arizona. And I will be very interested to see how this team practices this week, how they respond, because this is it. Like they're they're up against the wall right now. Um, you know, they they got to find a way, dig deep, and win on Sunday. Because if what happens yesterday in terms of playoff seeding and outcomes happens again next Sunday where the Chargers lose and the teams that are around them win, it will make it very, very tough to to climb that hill and get back back into the race. Um, you know, I, I know I said last week on this podcast that I think the Chargers will make the playoffs. I still somehow believe in that. Uh, but it, but you have to win Sunday. You have to win against Vegas. You have to get to seven and five and give yourself a chance going into that final that final five game stretch. Um, just find, you've got to find a way to get it done. Like that that that's what the NFL is like. You know you can try hard and play hard and put a good effort, and that's fine. A lot of a lot of teams do that. But if you don't win the game, we all know we we've all been around this game long enough. This is a results driven business. As the light goes out here in this room, um, you have to Wait win. For the, the sensor. <laughs> you have to, you have to win the game. Let's turn it back on. There we go. Uh, you, you 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 have to find a way to win the game. That it's simple as that. And I think players know that. Coaches know that. Um, and we'll see how they respond on Sunday. Haley, the Chargers have found ways to to beat some of these teams that are kind of in that category of the Cardinals right now, that are kind of mm-hmm. middle of the pack, um, lower tier teams in the NFL. The, the Cardinals are not good uh, at home. They have not played well at home. Um, so, hey, it, it's an opportunity. And, you know, as Keenan gets more into the mix and hopefully they get good news on Mike, I'm sure uh, you know we'll get more information from from Brandon Staley later today. But um, yeah, if, if that offense can can start to get rolling a little bit and that defense can get some key stops, uh, maybe you kind of start something here at six and five. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Joshua Palmer last night said it's kind of back to the drawing board at this point, and I think that's kind of how you have to look at it. You you need to sort of just flush these two losses and, and attempt to move on. This is obviously, it's it's really hard, but this is where you need to really just compartmentalize and, and move forward because the season's getting shorter. You know, for much of this season, we've talked about, oh, there's so much football left to be played. And to a point, there still is, but not as much as you think. And there still are some quality, quality teams that the Chargers will be playing. But yeah, I mean, you know, look, if you can get 
to six and five, if you can get to seven and five, if you beat the Raiders, like Eric said, you give yourself a chance up against two AFC playoff contending teams that are very, very different and, and are winning in extremely different ways, whether it's the Dolphins through the air or the Titans on the ground. Um, but, you know, I, I think absolutely these next two games are winnable. The Raiders game, though, that could be a weird one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you no, just the, never No, the Raiders know. game will not be an easy one. It will not be an easy one. Yeah, yeah. You, saw I, what ha- you guys saw what happened last- yesterday. Uh, the, the Raiders are hearing how bad they are in the press and how, you know, McDaniels is struggling in his first year yeah. there. They still have Devontae Adams, and Devontae Adams showed a lot of people who he is yesterday. He's leading, or next to Travis Kelsey, he is the second most touchdowns in the NFL right now. And when I saw yeah. that, I was shocked because I, you just think that they've sort of been faltering and sort of pitter-pattering through the season so far. And I really had no idea that he's he and Carr have sort of come alive these last couple of weeks, even if the wins haven't necessarily been there, although they were yesterday. But um, but again, it's it's a divisional game. It's weird. Sure, stuff could happen and and things could get strange, but you really, really need, again, to just move on, take care of business over these next two weeks, hopefully get back to where you were, two games above 500, and then give yourself a chance against two AFC teams, which I think, again, is going to be a huge, huge test, much like this two-game stretch was, that uh, Dolphins-Titans stretch is going to be equally as as challenging. Guys, I almost look at it stages, right, Eric? So. Yeah, you, you have to get these next two to get the seven and five. Um, even at that point, this team hasn't beaten a playoff team yet on, on the I mean, I, I guess maybe the Falcons could technically win the South based on the records in that division. Um, but the first stage, you win this next block. Then you got the Dolphins and the Titans, who are probably both going to the postseason in your place. And, and that's when you have to show the next stage that you are a playoff team by at least taking care of business against one of those teams as we get to the the rest of December. Yeah. Yeah. I look at it with seven games left. I look at it as a, as a two, two, three block. It's kind of how I've framed it in my mind. The two games coming up on the road, Sunday is a must win depending, you know, so you get to six and five, you find some way to beat the Raiders, even though we can agree it's going to be wacky. You're seven and five. Like Chris said, you find a way to split one of those two home games. I think you almost want to beat the Dolphins. This is just how I've thought about it. You almost want to beat the Dolphins more than the Titans because the Titans are more likely to win their division. Yeah. And the AFC East is just incredible. <laughs> Who knew? I mean, like, all those teams are are fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah. So the Dolphins will most likely be in that wild card mix based on how things could shake out. So then you're seven and five, you split the two at home, you're eight and six, and then you got to go. And then you got to go in these final three games. You might have to win all three if you want to make it in, which is possible, you know, given who the opponents are, you know, they're all under 500 right now. Um, I think at a minimum, you have to go five and two in the final seven games to have a chance at the playoffs. Yeah. Well said. I mean, I'm, I'm looking next week. The, the Dolphins have the Texans uh, before they go to the 49ers, and then they play the Chargers. So that AFC East is interesting because it looks like all four teams could make the playoffs, but you also have to uh, take into consideration they're going to beat each other up this last mm-hmm. month too. So uh, what happens there? What happens with the Bengals? Can they keep it rolling? Those are the teams. I think the, the, the Jets, the Patriots, 
and the Bengals are the three teams that you're going to have eyes on. The Chargers don't play any of those guys uh, to close the year. So those games, I think, are equally as important as Chargers wins uh, as you have to do some scoreboard watching at Thanksgiving at this point. Um, guys, anything else as, as we close this, uh, this Sunday night football back-to-back edition of the final drive, Haley? Um, I'll give I'll give a shout out to Joshua Palmer. We'll end here on a positive note. I think uh, I think when we look at this Chargers receiving core and we've seen the attrition that that it's faced, um, we saw him have that breakout game a couple weeks ago. And I think were his stats his receiving stats virtually identical to that. They were identical right? except for the touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, I think he's kind of coming into his own, and, and you're seeing that, and you're seeing also that trust with Justin Herbert that that almost has felt like it's kind of up, dipped and ebbed and flowed throughout the year at this point. But he came up clutch, much like he did in that Week 18 game against the Raiders as well. And so you're seeing him just build on that. And I think there was obviously so much discussion this past offseason about, you know, oh, should the Chargers take a receiver in the draft? And I do remember Tom Telesco saying we were quite happy with our receiver room. Now, in hindsight, who knew that they were going to face so much attrition with Mike and Keenan? We'll say that. But, um, but I think Joshua Palmer is, is a stud on the rise, and, and I always like to root for, um, I don't know if you want to call him the good guys, but he's such an easy guy to root for because he's just all business, and, and he's just, he just carries himself, and I said this a couple weeks ago, in a manner that's so mature and wise beyond his years. And so to see him make an impact, I think, was really, really awesome. Up, again, up against a, a team that is good. You know, the Chiefs are really good, and, and he was able to get his yards and his touchdowns and all of that. So I think that's a positive sign moving forward. Um, there we go. We'll end on some positivity on my end. I like it. I love it, actually, because, you know, success breeds confidence. And I think mm-hmm. the last two weeks with with Mike and Keenan out of the lineup, Josh was put in a big spot. He delivered in Atlanta. And then, heck, when when Mike and or Keenan is on the field with him, um, I think he's just he's a good player that that's only ascending in this league. So well said, Eric. Final thoughts, bud. Yeah, if we're going to end on a positive note. I'll throw some love to uh, Stone Smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Stone. Really, though, like, I mean, I didn't even know he was going to be like active, like, Really, I mean, he just kind of came out of nowhere and was suddenly, like, in the lineup. One had his first NFL catch, got a first down six yards. Like, good for him. You know, I'm sure we've all seen him working off to the side in practice and stuff. And, you know, it didn't make that big of a difference in the game. But, you know, I'm sure a nice moment for him. Um, I'll also shout out uh, Morgan Fox because that guy's had to play a lot the last couple weeks. Um, You know, he's really doing all he can to, to help the defensive line and, um, just a stand-up guy, you know, talking to us after the game. Um, you know, you could tell how much he wants to win, um, and he's, he's trying to give it all he's got. Yeah, well said. You know what? Let's give a shout-out to Cameron Dicker, who's just really filled in. For, I'm, I'm telling you, like, the, the, the kid has got ice in his veins. He, he goes out there so confident. A 46-yarder, a 21-yarder, good on his PATs. Um, for as many problems as the Chargers have had in the kicking game over the last several years, right? It's like, you know, Bertolette stepped up in Cleveland. Hopkins had the game winner uh, against the Broncos. And Cameron Dicker, man, like, shout out to that guy because he's come in here um, 
a whirlwind that first week, and then he's like just kind of made himself at home, like no big deal, making his kicks. Chris, uh, really quick, remember in training camp, you, Matt Money Smith, and I were standing around and we were talking about all the kickers that have been on this roster over the past yeah. couple of years, and and like yes. we had forgotten about guys and we're naming random guys and then we we talk about something else and then five minutes later one of us bring up oh chase mclaughlin and it's like oh yeah that's right he had kicked for this team too and and um and that's when you know chargers fans it's not all bad because they found a way in an area that has not uh been kind to them over the past couple years and so who knows if dustin hopkins will be back but i think um i think you have a lot of faith in in cameron dicker and what he's been able to do and and bertolette for the the limited playing time that he had as well. I mean, that's been kind of an amazing, like positive to this whole season that they've been, they've been able to overcome attrition to a position that has literally doomed them in years past. And, and they've been what this team that's had a bajillion kickers on their roster over the last like five, six seasons. But, um, but that they have found a way this year. And that is, I'm with you. That's a good one. Yeah. How about that? You know, uh, Bertolette, they don't win that game in Cleveland without Bertolette. Yeah, they don't win. They don't win the the game against the Broncos without Hopkins, and they, they certainly don't win the game in Atlanta without Dicker. So Chargers five and five, still a lot of season to go. Um, still really alive in the AFC playoff picture. We'll see how it all plays out starting in the desert next Sunday in Arizona. Uh, for Haley Elwood and Eric Smith, I'm Chris Harey. This has been the final drive.